What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Four Verts Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be looking ahead to the Week 4 matchups and breaking down our games and giving you some picks uh, for other games around college football this weekend. So thanks for tuning in. Let's get it. Yeah, let's just get into it. Who wants to go first? Shit, I'll go first. Mine's relatively straightforward. Um, we've got North Carolina and the Bens at 7.30. Uh, technically a home game for us. With the way we played last week, I'd expect a pretty decent crowd. I know they're definitely going to, like, tarp off the top, around the top, so it'll be just a lower bowl, but should be pretty filled. North Carolina doesn't travel well, but um, I'd say it's a pretty good matchup Look, at, uh, going based off how we looked at last, last week. Um, Definitely think it'll be interesting to see our defensive game plan this week. Uh, Sam Howell can throw the ball vertical very well. He, he can toss it around. I think their offensive line is performing a little bit better than they started off the year for sure. But um, I, I still think Clemson's offensive line is a little bit, a little bit better than theirs as a unit. Um, I think we'll kind of build off some our defensive ends. We're able to get some pressure. You know, we didn't get any sacks on DJ, but we got a little pressure. So um, hopefully we can build on that. Definitely another game where we can get Kevin Harris in some good pass rushing situations. He was he was pretty um, noticeable out there on the field, off the edge. So that'd be good. Um, can't give him a lot of – Sam Howell a lot of time back there. Um, I do also think that we'll be able to be a lot more um, productive on the offensive side of the ball, though. Their defense is not that good. I'd expect a kind of one of those breakout games from Jameer – or, or Jordan, one of those guys. I think we have to get Dante more snaps in the Clemson game. Um, anytime we got on the ball, he was he was getting positive yardage. He looked good. There were a couple of screen passes, a couple of straight up runs where uh, he looked good. So I think he has to be in your offensive game plan. More than six snaps for sure. Um, I think he's a weapon. Um, again, Jordan Yates, um, I'd like to see him progress a little bit more, uh, not make those mistakes, you know, getting us off, off uh, schedule. But with those intentional groundings, stuff like that, kind of get rid of the ball, be a little bit more decisive. But um, it'll be interesting to see. North Carolina is definitely going to score more points. So we got to be more productive on the offensive side of the ball. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as for right now, I I feel pretty good. I think it'll be a good game. I'm excited about it. I don't know if y'all have any more comments after watching a little bit of North Carolina or not. But Actually, I do. Something interesting, um, Sam Howell is now – alongside Lamar Jackson as the only quarterbacks. I think – I know in the ACC, I don't know if it's been done um, in college football, period. But as of right now, those are the only two players to ever have back-to-back games throwing for 300 and rushing for 100. Yeah. See, he's he's very, like, good with his feet that you wouldn't expect. But if he doesn't see what he wants downfield, he'll, he'll tuck it and run, or he's good at, you know, buying time to throw downfield. So that's one of those he's kind a, of – He's a – 
he's a very Trevor Lawrence style runner. He he yeah. he just knows where to go in the pocket and he'll find a hole. And if like you said, if he doesn't like it and he's got grass, he's quick enough to do something with it. He's he's very so, effective as a runner. Like you wouldn't describe right. him as explosive or but right. he's just effective. Like if 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 he's got a chance or he likes an opportunity, he's gonna take it. So um I don't I don't know. I mean, we may get into some of that three three five again and try to force him to run the ball because I would not, based on the Virginia Tech type tape. That's I mean, that's that's the route I'd go. Yeah. And, and see if we can get some of those defensive ends pressure on him and force him to make mistakes. I mean, if, if you force him to make mistakes, he's been known to do it. Um so yep. you just basically have to – you just can't let him sit back there because if he sits back there, he's a good enough quarterback where he's going to pick you apart. And I think that's what we saw last year against them. Um, they didn't absolutely blow us out last year. It wasn't necessarily close, but I think it was like 14, 20 points. Um, we were in the game for a little bit. Maybe that was tw- that was 2019 when we had James Graham, but we also didn't have an offense. So I'm interested to see this matchup with their defense, which I think is not that great um, versus – you know, some of our weapons, I think we can kind of get Jameer in space a little bit more and kind of open up the offense with him. So I'm excited to see that. But yeah, that's a good point about him uh, and his ability to to get things done on the ground as well. So definitely a good quarterback. I think it's actually a pretty, ma- pretty good matchup. So it's actually a game I'm looking forward to. What What's the spread on the game? I have not seen the 12. spread. 12 points, yeah. I, I, I think we'll lose by a touchdown at most if we lose. I think it's one of those games. Um, and now, unless we let North Carolina score 59 points like they did on Virginia. Um, but I don't, I don't necessarily see that happening. I don't, I, we're definitely not keeping up with that pace on offense. We've not done that against anybody, no matter who we played. Um, so that'd be a tough pace to keep up. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't see that. Yeah, I hear you. Well, who wants to who wants to go next? I'll go for it since I'm already looking at uh, some NC State statistics right here. Um, so I just this, this I have a sinking feeling about this game, but I also I'm holding out hope because, like I said, I don't think it's going to be one of those games where we we have a big like a big play on offense and then everything falls into place. But I also think it's one of those games where it's almost like Georgia tech. I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the matchups are going to be similar. Um, I don't know a whole lot about their secondary. I do know that they have a couple of really good linebackers, Peyton Wilson, who was a preseason all ACC pick. He's out for the year. Um, he got hurt last weekend. Um, but Drake Thomas is still the guy in the middle. Really, really good player, very active. Um, kind of a Skowski-type player. He's not super, super athletic, but he just seems to find the ball consistently. Um, but offensively is where we're – or I was about to say Virginia Tech – is where NC State really is interesting to me. Uh, their quarterback, Devin Leary, a lefty, he's actually gotten off to a really good start. He looked good early last season, got hurt, and they sort of went through the, the quarterback carousel of trying to find – uh, somebody and settled on Brady, Brady Hawkman or Bailey Hawkman or whatever his name is. And, um, but Devin Leary is clearly head and shoulders better than him. Uh, currently on the season, he's got almost 800 yards. He's completing two thirds of his passes, six touchdowns, two picks. Um, not a great game against Mississippi State for their offense. Um, so that's interesting trying to figure out kind of what, um, 
Mississippi State did to, to get them so off schedule because they are a really good uh, team in terms of, of running the football. They have a very good offensive line. Their left tackle, his name is escaping me right now, but he's he's probably one of the better draft prospects um, at tackle. Big athletic guy. Um, but they have two running backs they use a lot. Obviously, Zonovan Knight, a.k.a. Bam Knight, he's that dude. 35 carries for 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. He's averaging eight and a half a pop right now. Um, so very, very explosive. Then on the flip side of that, you have Ricky Persons, who's built very similar, but he's more of the downhill runner, almost like a pace and Shipley, where they, if you looked at him side by side, you wouldn't know which one was the the power back and which one wasn't. But Ricky Person is another very effective guy, 32 carries for 165. He's got three touchdowns, averaging a little over five. So the split in terms of carries is basically – one guy's got 35, the other guy's got 32. So they're going to they're gonna flip them um, a good bit. Neither one of them are all that involved in the passing game. Ricky Person does have eight catches for 57 yards, uh, which is good for fifth on their team in terms of receptions uh, and yardage, as a matter of fact. But they have they have three receivers that I think are, uh, are pretty good. Um, Emeka Amezi is their leading receiver, uh, just a big physical guy. Um, he looked kind of like Joe Angata, just the boundary guy, and that's probably who Andrew Booth is going to see most of the game. Devin Carter on the other side, more of the big play, long speed kind of guy. And then you have Thayer Thomas, who I talked about, Drake Thomas, his brother, middle linebacker. Thayer Thomas is a former walk-on. Um, he's got he's he's got a he's got a lot of that um, that Hunter Renfro in him. Um, maybe not quite that level of, of short area quickness, but he's very, very good in the slot, crafty guys. He's one of the – I think he's second on the team in catches as of right now. Um, but he's he's one that Devin Leary is going to find third downs. you got to be looking for him. So, I mean, the way I'm looking at this game is our defensive line is probably going to neutralize what they have up front, which, like I said, I, I think their offensive line is a, is a pretty damn good unit. Um, but I think over the course of a bunch of snaps, uh, what we found out the last couple of weeks is that uh, Rook Ohoro and, and Trey Williams as the backup defensive tackles. You know, in camp, they're just talking about how, you know, the second the second wave of defensive tackles comes in and there's really no drop-off. And obviously, I'm sitting there looking at Brian Rossi and Tyler Davis saying there's there's no way. But, I mean, Rook is as good as those top two guys. And Trey Williams, when playing, um, you know, a snap count that allows him to have rest between it, he's he's extremely disruptive as well. Um, but I think ultimately Brian Bercy is dealing with some shoulder injuries right now. He's played more snaps than anybody on the entire defensive line through three games. He's just he's just battling. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we can find ways to spell him a little more often. Hopefully we don't have to have him uh, every down like we've needed it. But I I don't think the streak of keeping the offense out of the end zone is going to continue. I think NC State's probably going to find a way to do it. They've got too many good players as far as running backs and a good quarterback with, with talented guys to throw to. Um, so now it goes to the, to our offense, which is really a crap shoot because I think, you know, there might be ways to scheme guys open and, and try and take advantage of the talent gap that we'll have on their defense. But it's just a matter of, you know, how much of the, the tech game plan do they employ? How much of the, the UGA game plan of hitting the a gap do they employ? Because, like I mentioned, I, I don't think DJ pre-snap is anywhere close to where he needs to be, and I think that's part of it. When you have a guy that's standing back there and taking the snap, he's not 
going down. He's not pointing out the mic back or he's not adjusting protections. That tells me he's not exactly sure what he's looking at or he's not looking at it at all. And I could be completely off base when I say that, but that's, that's how it appears to me watching. Um, so I think that, you know, NC State, if you can get in something that we haven't practiced for, you got a really good shot. Look what Tech did. And our offensive brain trust came out and said, yeah, they came out something that we weren't expecting and hadn't practiced for. So we basically we failed at adjusting on the fly. Uh, so I'm hopeful that uh, that NC State will give us some chances uh, in the secondary to to let DJ air it out. Because like I said last week, I think that's when he's at his best is when he can really let it fly. It's almost like he's more accurate throwing 30 yards down the field than he is throwing to a guy on a screen. Um, but another big thing I need to see, I have to see it, is the fact that your offensive line is just not getting any push. So you have to find ways to extend the running game. We always talk about screens and throwing to the running back as an extension of the run game, quote, unquote. Well, I think it's time we see it and stop talking about it. Will Shipley has three catches on the season. This is a guy we talk about all offseason. He's got a lot of the, you know, receiving prowess that Travis Etienne took years to develop, but we haven't seen it. Um, I don't think Will Shipley is built to be a 20-carry downhill runner. Um, I think that's why you have multiple backs. The fact that we stopped rotating is concerning. The fact that we talked about developing depth on the offensive line, and last week against Georgia Tech, the starting five took every snap. There was no substitutions offensive on the OL. That's very concerning to me. Um, so I just hope to see a little bit of more continuity. I'm not saying I hope to score 30 because I don't think it'll take 30. But, I mean, just getting getting down the field, um, mixing up the run and pass, and, and, and just seeing some pulse from the offense would be, uh, would be nice. I've, I think we'll win, but I think this is easily one of those, you know, 21 to 10 type games. I, I just – and I think that's how the, the rest of our season will probably go, to be honest with you. Um, but like I said, hopefully the defense will keep it rolling and hopefully the offense will look something like Clemson. But, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Um, I think – what's the spread on that, like 10 or something, I think? Yeah, it's 10 right now. It, it I mean, to be honest with you, it should probably drop. I guess we'll see. Um, I can jump into the South Carolina-Kentucky game. Um, it's a pretty big game for South Carolina. It's a pretty big game for, for both teams. But um, I don't think Kentucky's as worried about it since they beat us by about 20-something last year. Um, but Kentucky looks good. They look like a different team than they normally look like. Um, Will Levis, transfer quarterback, is slinging it around. Um, he He's been prone to throw – to kind of, kind of trust his arm a little bit too much. It's gotten them into trouble. Like last week, they uh, barely won against Chattanooga. Uh, he threw two picks in that game and and uh, came down to a 95-yard interception for a touchdown uh, for Kentucky to win that game in the fourth quarter. Um, their defense is, is okay. Uh, they're, they're fine. I think they've been more of the weak point. Um, but the, the big – Person you got which is about odd for, for a Mark Stoops team, right? But the big they're big normally person like you gotta, not very good on offense, and they keep it in there on defense. Exactly, dude. They look they look like a different team right now. Um, but Chris Rodriguez, he is he's a beast. Um, he's a running back. He's a beast. He hold on. I think. Shout out McDonough. Yeah, for real. Tell him Sid. 
yeah, he's he's the reason that they beat Kentucky or not. He's the reason that they beat Missouri um, a couple weeks ago in that 35-28 win. He had 200 yards and three touchdowns. Um, so that's a guy that you really have to game plan around. I think that's what Chattanooga did the next week because uh, he didn't – he did, couldn't really – they couldn't get much going on the ground, forcing Levis to throw the ball a bunch and doing the traffic a little bit. So I think that's what the game plan is going to have to be. Um, we got to be able to stop the run and try to trust that our DBs aren't going to get burnt. Um, you know, I said earlier, or I said in the last episode, um, the secondary wasn't ready for the athletes that Georgia had. And, um, you know, while Kentucky isn't East Carolina, they're also not Georgia. So I think these athletes, their athletes match up better um, with our guys um, just from a, you know, speed size, stuff like that standpoint. Um, for uh, for us to be able to kind of limit the long plays. I got uh, – I think he's from Nebraska, Wandale Robinson. Um, he's their leading receiver right now. He's been really explosive. Um, he's their, he's the top target. He's who's, who Levis wants to go to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for us to win, we're going to have to keep trying to establish a run game. Offensive line is going to have to get a push. Um I mean, I don't know. We we were rotating. It seemed like we were rotating the line constantly during that game against Georgia. I don't know if – I think we're still looking for uh, the top five, the best five to put out there because uh, it just seems like they're not really meshing right now. Um, but, yeah, I think – I think the offensive line is going to have to play well for us to to win this game. Uh, Doty showed the ability to stretch the trust defense a little bit against Georgia, taking some deep shots down the field and connecting on some of them. Um, so we got to keep that, keep those kind of explosive pass plays going so that, um, so that teams will start having to respect that. And so we'll get some running room. Um, but yeah, overall, I think, I mean, I think the offense is going to be able to score. They, it just looked, I mean, uh, there were a couple of delay game stuff that Luke Doty just, you know, just too in the moment whatever it may be, just just mental mistakes. But the offense looked smooth with Doty in. I think the receivers liked having him in. Um, him and Jalen Brooks looked like they connect better than than he did than Jalen Brooks did with Zeb Nolan. Um, but yeah, and of course Doty adds that extra the extra element to the offense, being able to use his feet. He moves way better in the pocket than Zeb Nolan does. Um, so yeah, I think it'll I think it, it's not going to be a, a super high-scoring game, um, but I think we'll probably we'll probably have to score twenty to win this one. But yeah, I mean that's that's all I got. Yeah, I don't know who to uh, pick in that game. Um, honestly, I save it know. save it for later. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a pretty close game. Um, you know, because Will Levis is. Uh, He's been throwing some picks. He's got four so far. Yep. So you never know. But um, Georgia is playing Vandy this weekend. It's a noon game in Nashville. Might as well be a home game. I mean, there's not much to say about <clears throat> Vandy. They lost <laughs> to uh, Eastern uh, Tennessee State. Uh, they're in the same conference as Mercer. And they lost. Mm. Uh, they only scored three points, actually, during that loss. They lost 23 to three in the first game of the year against ETSU. So uh, Florida State says, What's up? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a heck of a game. Um, 
They played better against Stanford. Imagine saying that five years ago. Yeah, I know, right? I don't know. Yeah, they're um, they're not very good. Uh, their quarterback definitely isn't good. Um, it's like I forgot his name. It's Ken something. Um, but I mean, Seals, like, isn't it? Yeah, Seals. Yeah, that's what it is. Ken Seals. Um, he's got like four touchdowns, four picks. Haven't really played anybody but Stanford, and they got walloped. Um, so, I mean, it's 34 uh, point spread right now. Um, I expect it to be around 30. I don't know about 34 because um, there's always garbage time. So, I don't think they're going to score a touchdown on us, to be quite honest with you. But you never know. <laughs> Um, I, yeah. I doubt. I doubt they do. Yeah, it's it's gonna be. That's why I was kind of mad um, after the South Carolina game when they scored a touchdown with two minutes left. I was like, damn, we're about to go to all the way to October without anyone scoring a touchdown on us. But um, not yeah, today. It's gonna. Be, yeah, it's gonna be a thrashing. So um, that's all I gotta say for it. Yeah, they. Uh... They don't. Uh, they don't match up well with y'all. Um, they don't match up well with with really anybody, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, um, where what do we want to go into picks next? Do we have any questions for Divinity? Yeah, let's just. I'm. I... <laughs> no, poor Clarklay. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, all right, let's jump into the picks then. Well, let's get into something that I'm not good at either. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Divinity right now is absolutely destroying us. Yeah, it's Divinity um, and then and then the rest of us. Yeah, there's a lot of parody in the in the bottom three. <laughs> um, I'm not quite sure how this has happened. Week one was not good for us, Sid. Week one was not good for you and I. Um, but it is what it is. We all did last week. Last week. This past week was not very good for me either. I mean, yeah, but I'm still last, so you can take solace in in, in that. So we we ready to get into these things, or yeah, let's do it. Take it away, Sam. All right. <clears throat> so well, we got some we got some ACC Friday Night Lights. Uh, ACC looks like a bunch of high school teams right now, so mine is it's pretty fitting that we play on Friday nights. Um, but this is actually going to be a pretty decent game, I think. I think it'll be very competitive. Uh, you got Wake Forest going to Virginia. Virginia's a four-point favorite at home. Um, we all we all liked Virginia last week against UNC. Um, well, I mean, except to Vinny, our fearless leader, got that one right, of course. Um, but Virginia, offensively, they're still firing on all cylinders. Um, you know, Wake Forest quarterback Sam Howell, Sam Howell, Sam Hartman, is actually, I think he might be the second highest graded PFF quarterback in the country right now, um, playing really well. Um, and they hammered Florida State last week. So, like I said, I think it's going to be competitive. Um, but I think in a home game, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Virginia in what I hope is a shootout, a Big Twelve style shootout. Yeah, I was um, when I saw this game, I was. Literally just going to pick who is the home team um, because I feel like uh, 
they're kind of about that the same. Wake Forest really hasn't played anybody though. Um, Correct. And it's in Virginia, so that's why I'm going with Virginia. Yeah, I'm riding with Virginia too. Um, they're really explosive against UNC, even though they lost by 20, but I'll go with them. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Wake Forest is a pretty good team right now, but then again, they played Florida State. I agree. Um, handled business, but Florida State's just a really bad football team. But with the way Virginia's playing on offense, I'm just going to go with Virginia. Nice. So it's a clean sweep for Virginia right here. Uh, next game we got up is another interesting one. Uh, we have Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Wisconsin a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um, obviously, Wisconsin lost to Penn State, which I think is probably kind of a mute point. Penn State continues to play well. Um, Notre Dame, on the other hand, been very iffy thus far. Um, and each week, the fact that Florida State took them to overtime tells me all I need to know. Give me the Badgers. Yeah, give me Wisconsin right here, too. Um, Notre Dame's been shaky all year. Um, you know, I, you know they, they scrubbed by Purdue, which I think Wisconsin's a much better football team than Purdue is. So, um, I agree. And it's yeah. in Wisconsin. So, give me, give me the badges. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that, too. Um, Notre Dame's an intriguing pick right here. Uh, but Wisconsin at home – I don't know. Like you said, Notre Dame going into overtime with FSU and then barely beating Toledo the next week. I'm just not sold on them yet, so I got to go Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I picked against Notre Dame last week. They proved me wrong, but I'm picking against them again here. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin as well. Yeah, Notre Dame and Rutgers might have a fair fight and who is the worst undefeated team right now. Um, <laughs> but also – Shout out Ches Malusi. He's he's having a, a good – I mean, he had, I think, uh, what is that, 70, 71 career carries at Clemson in two years. He's got 51 at Wisconsin through three games. So, uh, talk about making the right move for the brand. Yep. So, good for you. Um, next game is another interesting one, a little ACC-SCC matchup. Uh, we got Missouri going up north to see Boston College. Um, Phil Jerkovic will not be playing. Dennis Grossell will be the quarterback for Boston College, which I think Boston College has some some nice pieces on both sides of the ball. Um, but I I just don't have a lot of faith in them without Dracovic. Um, so I'm I'm taking Missouri here. And and to be frank with you, I thought Missouri has played pretty well. Uh, the game against Kentucky was a fun one to watch. But yeah, I'm 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 taking Missouri. They're a two and a half point favorite on the road. So uh, I'd probably I'd probably take take Missouri outright. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Missouri here as well. Um, I think Connor uh, Bazelak is going to have a really good game. Um, if Boston College is uh, quarterback, I know you just said his name. I already forgot it. Um, if he was playing, I probably would pick Boston College honestly. But um, I'm going to go with Missouri right here. Yeah, I'm taking Missouri here, too. Um, I haven't watched any of Boston College this year at all, so I have no idea. I I think Missouri's a pretty solid team, and they're on the ups. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Missouri. Yeah, Boston College has actually lost a little bit more than just the quarterback. I know they had a good defensive lineman um, gone for the year. 
So um, I just I think they're kind of a shell of what they were. They kind of played good football last year a little bit at times. So I don't know. I don't think they I don't think they get it done. So I'm also going to go with Missouri. So another clean sweep. That's good though. I, I'm glad that uh, I'm not going to lose any points to you guys so far. <laughs> so next game we got we got Texas A and or Texas Tech. Excuse me, going to Austin to see the fighting Steve Sarkeesians, the fighting DUIs. Um, <laughs> Texas is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite here, and uh, Texas has not looked all that great since week one. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Texas here. I feel like eight-and-a-half is a lot because um, Texas Tech is actually pretty – I mean, I'm not going to go as far as say they're good, but they haven't looked terrible offensively. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm going to go Texas here as well. Um, I mean, like you said, I don't really know much about Texas Tech, but, you know, I feel like Texas needs a needs a big win here at home, so I'm going with Texas. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't really – again, I don't – Texas Tech's all right. Texas is always scary to pick, I feel like. Um, oh, but, yeah. But this yeah, is a I'll game take, that they lose. I'll take the the fighting Steve Sarkeesians, the fighting Matthew McConaughey's in this one. Um, go Texas. Yeah, I never really like picking Texas, but yeah, I'm going to go with them here. Okay, nice. So I, I love that we're all thinking clearly today. But just some context on uh, on Texas Tech. They have Oregon's former quarterback, uh, Tyler Show, as I believe how you pronounce his name. He's completing two-thirds of his passes, six touchdowns, two picks, got almost 800 yards. Um, and their running back is actually actually pretty solid, almost 300 yards. Taj Brooks is his name. He's got four touchdowns. Now, granted, they haven't played anybody, but they are undefeated. So, again, this is a game that Texas loses. I mean, I don't know why we're all picking them. I think we all have our doubts. <laughs> but on to, the, on to the game of the week here, uh, we got Texas A&M. Uh, going on the road, they're a five-and-a-half-point favorite against Arkansas. Um, I, don't, I don't like that at all, the fact that A&M is favored here. I think, I think Arkansas is a little bit better than people are giving them credit for. They also have a pretty, pretty stingy defense, all told. Um, bumper pool in the middle, uh, Calzada, the backup quarterback for A&M. I just – he's not nearly as mobile as Hayes King. Uh, he didn't look great against Colorado coming in. So it'll be interesting. If him can run the ball well with Isaiah Spiller and uh, what's his name, number zero, I can't I can't think of his name, super fast, um, then they'll probably win. Um, but I'm I'm taking Arkansas at home. I like Sam Pittman, so I'm I'm gonna give him the pick. This one was tough. Um because Arkansas home is, you know, hard to pick. They, they are pretty good. Their defense is good. Um, but what I think is going to be the problem here um, is K.J. Jefferson. I feel like he's going to struggle against A&M, and I think, um, I think A&M is going to come in there and squeak out a win. This could be a very ugly game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm taking I'm taking A and M too. I I thought I was just going to be the only one taking them. Um, 
it's difficult because, again, it is Arkansas at home. Uh, but I think Texas A&M, I mean, yeah, they lost Haynes King. But I think last week against uh, – it was New Mexico, but Calzada looked a little bit more settled in. Um, but, yeah, I'm just going to take – I'm going to take Jimbo Fisher in this one. You know what, Sam? We need these three points here. So we got to have them. And, and we got to, we got to, uh, we got to have them. And on the odd case that Jacob and Davini, especially Davini, is wrong. So I'm, I'm going to go with Arkansas. Yeah. Like I said, this could be a really ugly game with KJ Jefferson, not exactly the steadiest quarterback, and he's seeing a really good defensive line. But we're, we'll see. Like I said, I think this is going to be a good game. Um, next one up is UCLA and Stanford. UCLA obviously lost to Fresno State at home last week. Uh, they're currently a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Stanford has looked really, really bad opening the year against K-State and then looked really, really good the next week against uh, USC. So I don't really know who to take, so I'm going to take UCLA. Um, I don't know which Stanford team we're going to see. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know who to take either. I mean, <clears throat> before last week I would have taken UCLA, but then they blew a big lead. Um, it's in Stanford. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go UCLA. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Bruins as well. UCLA. I'm also going with UCLA. Nice, nice. So these three points are gonna be big, Sid. <laughs> yeah, I'm sensing yep. a pattern here. Yep. Next, next game up. Uh, some Big Twelve action. We got K State going on the road to see Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a six-point home favorite, despite Kansas State being the ranked team here. Um, so a little interesting in that respect, but I'm I'm taking Kansas State. I don't know anything about Oklahoma State and the fighting Mike Gundy mullets, so just, uh, just give me Deuce Vaughn again. Yeah, I was also surprised that Oklahoma State's favorite because they haven't even played anybody either. Um, no, they have not. So I'm going. I picked against K State week one, I think. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them this game. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go K State. I just don't know anything about Oklahoma State to be honest with you. They haven't played anybody. I'm, yeah. So that's a solid rationale, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, re I originally put Oklahoma State in there on the, the sheet, but I'm, I'm going to go Kansas State now that I look at it and looked at who they played and stuff. I just give me Kansas State. Reluctantly. All right. Yeah, reluctantly. I, I love the hesitation but with all of us, <laughs> with every pick. Um, so next one, I feel like this is probably I, – I don't really think I need to say anything. we got Nebraska going to Michigan State. Uh, Sparty's a five-point favorite, which I feel like is not nearly enough. Yeah, that's odd. Um, give me, give me, give me Kenneth Kenneth Walker for like 150 and three touchdowns. Yeah, Michigan State all the way. Nebraska's cheeks. Yep, just the same right there. Michigan State. Yeah, I like it, Davini. I'm going with Michigan State. If they beat him bad enough, Scott Frost might be the uh, the pro at your local country club. By the end of next week. <laughs> yeah. Also, on to the last game we have here, Kentucky and Carolina. Kentucky's a five-and-a-half-point favorite here. Not really sure how this line's going to move because I feel like that's about right. But I also feel yeah. like it would be really easy for Kentucky to be like a 10-point favorite here. I agree. Um, 
I think I think Kentucky's probably the better team, but I also feel like Kentucky has a propensity to uh, turn the ball over and not play very good defense, which are two things that might work into South Carolina's favor to keep it to a five-point game. I'm taking Kentucky, but there's there's hesitation there. Um, I appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate the hesitation. Hey, this is a uh, this is a tricky pick for me too. Um, it's a trap game. That's what it is. It is a trap game because it's at home, and a Carolina home game is a great atmosphere. A lot of things can happen in there. Coming off of a big loss to UGA, and now that um, Doty's back, I think I might go South Carolina right here. I love mm. it. I love it. I obviously already mm. – Talked about this game a decent amount, but just, you know, briefly, our defense is good. Their offense is good. Their defense is not very good. Our offense is not very good. So it's just which unit can outperform <laughs> the other unit, honestly. If our defense can be can play better than their offense plays or or vice versa, I think we can win this game. It's, it's kind of a coin flip. Being at williams Bryce is kind of a – is a tipper for me, though. So yeah, I, need to, know. I need to know, is this a – is this a – Ride with your squad pick, or is this like I think we're gonna win pick? I I think, I mean it's it's tough. I mean I obviously am gonna think we're gonna win, but I genuinely think we have a pretty decent chance in this game. Um, yeah, I like having Luke Doty back. Um, if we can force Will Levis to throw some picks or just some turnovers, we're good. Yeah, um, I think being at Williams Bryce, y'all provide a good game environment anytime. Um no matter how you are playing. So it's kind of tough. But, Sam, we could use five points here if you add up the beat <laughs> too. So, um, Jacob, no disrespect. I really want to pick y'all, but I need these points on the, the – Hey, it's a, stra- it's a strategy game. So. You got to risk it. You got to risk it. So, yeah. So, basically, there's only two games we need, really need to watch because uh, other than yeah. that, it's going to be a push. So, that's good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean – That's it. There it is. There are picks. That's what's going to happen That's this it. weekend. Perfectly. We yeah, get we, here first. We get all of these right. So just if you're betting, yeah. just go ahead and bet. Um, Take wait, those. which 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 pair of us get them all right? Uh, well, me and Divini. Well, hmm. I'm in second place right now, so. I'm also in second place. <laughs> uh, right. Are you? Yeah, you are. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Peace out.